predictions are mine. What ways to expand your thinking? I yeah. agree, and it, and it's a commit. It's a commitment. Like if you're not willing to say, I think this could. Yeah, happen, maybe that's like, it too. Like it's like I think that's why I like it is there are people who throw predictions out there, but because no thought, it's like I think the Rangers are going to win it all this year. It's like okay, but how much critical thinking really went into that? Versus that's why one of the reasons I like Rob Hahn and people like him so much is his initial theory or, or thought that he hits you with, you're like, wow, that sounds out there. Then he backs it up. But then he explains to you, here's how I got there. And of course that could come off as like conspiracy theory. Like there's a W on your keyboard. And that means that West is where the secret, you know, treasure is buried. You know, that kind of like- that's true. I don't have an A or an S on my keyboard. It's more. You know what the other day I had to do, I was on a call with my favorite builder and no one will know who that is because they're I all think I do. Favorite. I think, I think, no, I think, cause I think I've done this like 10 <laughs> times over the last month and a half. I spilled coffee. So I have the standing desk and this uh, boom mic, and I've got this fancy Ember mug that heats things up, but the heater anyway. So I spilled coffee on my keyboard, oh, no. not very much, but it started like I'd, I'd push the, the letter O and cues would come out on the screen. So I had to, I popped off all the keys on my keyboard got a towel, got a hairdryer. Is it fixed now? Or did you it's fixed? Yeah. Okay. It, 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 it was, it was like a built-in puzzle. I didn't know you, anytime I want to do a puzzle, you can just rip off all the keys of your keyboard and, and then slowly on. put them back together. Hopefully the right yeah. order. <laughs> I, can't, I can't spell anything anymore. What's the key was a, a no, that's because you just put them in the wrong spots. Um, uh, but Jackie, I, I do you feeling better. I am. Yeah. So everyone who's, who, who doesn't know, I caught COVID for the first time. I thought I was Neo in the matrix. Like I kept avoiding it, but, uh, I remember I was sitting next to this woman. She's coughing her little heart out. She turns to her friend and goes, I don't think it's COVID. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, and I moved and it was too late. She'd coughed on me and uh, a couple of years unavoidable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If world war Z taught us anything, it's that pretty much everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Back, Becca, so I forget times. who I was talking with, but you know, Becca took her first vacation in like four years to go to California mm-hmm. before her big move. And one of our builders, it wasn't me, Becca, I promise, but someone, someone was like, Oh, she's totally getting it when she goes to California. Like you're getting on a plane, you're going to a state with lots of people in close proximity. It's a long and plane too. Yeah. You haven't really been out on big on a trip like that in a long time. Like yeah. Even if it's not COVID, you're getting something. You're getting something. You gotta get Because there's a there's been more than a few times I'm like, oh, this is definitely COVID. And it was just like daycare head cold for my toddler. That yeah. Well, just... I mean, the symptoms now. And who like knows? I mean, COVID I'm getting cold. preliminary reports that PCBC attendance is light to say it nicely. And I could imagine that. Part of it, I think, is their struggle of how to market two events when it used to always be one event. And this year there's two events. And which one is it? And so they might have had a marketing messaging challenge. But also I think there's a lot of people who just don't want to get sick again. Mm-hmm. And or, there's people who also are just busy because their owners are screaming East, at them saying, yeah. sell yeah. homes. East, East coast is like hard to go all the way straight. That's a long flight and you lose. Well, I was going to say, and flight prices just, you know, are still skyrocketed. So if you waited mm. to last minute, it's I'm sure a harder decision to make as a company. If you're like, where would I rather put that thousand dollars? Yeah. But what's interesting is all of the vendors who sell things to builders, they're all there. So, so they all would reach out to me like, Hey, am I going to see you in California? I was like, no, taking off this year. Concern attendance might be low. And 
They're like, okay, well, because most of them are based out West and they're like, well, it's only yeah. a couple hours away. So I figured I might as well go and try to get a sale. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Kevin Oakley, myself, and Jackie Lipinski. You know what? I found something I don't like about this new intro process mm. is we don't hear the term ad, ad doctor. Oh, the ad doctor. Did I, maybe I said it in the recording. Does it say Andrew, the ad doctor? I don't. I think it's in the outro. Okay. Well, it better be somewhere. Or we're going to have to redo the whole darn thing. I, I actually got an email today. I need a doctor. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, oh, we make me feel special here in a, a slow community for a builder. Obviously. Like, hey, what do we need to do? We don't have, like, we need to fix right, this right. thing. I did two community problem community analysis this morning to show people like, okay, here's your health. And then here's what this community is doing. And it was like, this one is 80% worse than all of your other communities. Does it make sense to raise your budget by this? And they were like, oh yeah, we can, we can afford that. And two of the four communities are on life support or trying to get more, more leads and traffic. That could be my story. Story time. This is this slow community. It was a lot of the opportunity was actually not on advertising and getting Mm. more people. Mm-hmm. You pull up the site. If That's this just because you're biased. You don't well, want it to be about well, advertising. I, I know I don't. Well, what's funny is I've never <laughs> seen this community. So so Bryce is out. So this was, it's it's a, a builder. She's not out. It. She's on vacation also. She's on vacation. You got to be careful with your words. Oh, out. I'm out. She's out. <laughs> she's out. She's, she's enjoying life on vacation for a day or day and a half. I forgot how much time. It's it's not much. Today is a Thursday. And this is a builder work with for a while. I know this person. We talk all the time. I've never seen this community. So I pull up the page. I'm like, Ooh, goodness gracious. Like I was, I was a little frightened. It was like, I'm like picturing swamp thing coming out of the main hero image. As soon as you go to the site, just the picture that was chosen to showcase this community. I'm like, Oh, maybe it's coming soon. And that's the only pictures available. Well, they've sold one home. It looks like there's kind of some streets there. They're acre plus home sites. So I'm like, Oh, this should be really big. So a lot of it was just the images was like, none of the home sites actually look like, look like an acre. Mm. They look like little 40 or 60 foot lots. That's what I'm on. So I'm like, oh, this looks like a community that, that that's mine. No, they're an acre mm. like, what in the world. And so it's just one thing after another, before you even get to like how much traffic was there, which the traffic, there could be a little bit more, but that wasn't the, the biggest bottleneck for this community. It was, it was just, I think they were too close to it. They're like, oh, here's our other pictures. I'm like, oh, well use those pictures. What do you mean? You're, you Someone just picked bad ones or they cropped it too closely with yep. drone shots. Um, but the first hero image was like, are we selling a pond swamp thing? And the water's like <laughs> mud, like mud colors. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I want that in my backyard. It's like, oh, that's terrifying. Like, it's like, what's that where you go noodling for catfish? I've never oh, done this. Yeah. I've seen on TV. That's what it looked like. <laughs> somewhere you do that and do it. Yes. Put it, plug it in there. So check out the site first, which I think that's the name of the game anyways, is the yeah. traffic is there. But yeah, for, for one of the builders, their community, their call to action, it was more like inform a friend. And then the next button was, you know, inform reach out friend. for more information. And I was like, just just in terms of priority and, you know, as a 
past graphic designer in my life, I was, you know, I was like the priority of your eye is going towards inform your friend. Like the second I, you hardly even see the call to action that you actually want. Uh, so we just, I was like, delete that from your website. Like there's, you, are you even tracking that? Oh, yeah, I don't think anyone clicks too. on it. Like, okay, you, you need your clear messaging for what you want people to go through. And as well as, you know, we kind of previously created more speed bumps for people in 2020, 2021, in terms of like requirement or you have to leave yeah. a message. And so just making, turning kind of off the extra requirements as we just go for lead volume at, in some instances, um, was one of the recommendations we, we made too, and, and they're changing with their web developers. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Definitely. for context in our aggregate data set, the last 30 days compared to the same 30 days last year in 2021, website activity overall is, is up two and a half percent. Now remember organic is down. So that, that gap is being filled by, I wish I had a sound of, of Scrooge McDuck uh, counting his money, money but money going. someone, someone's paying the bills to bring in traffic. And that's, that's us, the marketers, but conversion rate down 16% from last year in the same time. Yeah. So, which, which isn't horrible. Maybe am I being too positive? Like that's, well, That's the good, people right? who are concerned I mean, are going to absolutely say you're being too positive, but here's, here's the deal. Maybe I'm like, is, that could be a lot worse right now. And, and I just was it. talking to uh, the one and only uh, Quint Lears. Oh, nice. Uh, had some questions about conversion rates and, and, and where things are. And the, the thing about how the math works going all the way from website traffic to lead to appointment to sale is if your appointment to sale ratio it typically has been, let's just pick a, a normalized number of 10%. Now, pandemic highs, we had people who were, you know, 100% appointment to sale ratio, 60 all day long, you know, because we weren't allowing walk-in traffic. We didn't have, um, you know, only, only the best got through. And yeah. if we could sell them, we would sell them. But 10% is pretty normalized pre-pandemic kind of, that's a good number. If you go from 10% down to 5%, your, your reflexive brain says, well, that must mean you need double the traffic to fill that void. And the math actually means, no, you don't <laughs> because traffic doesn't convert at, at a rate that, that means you just need double. For example, so you, you might need one and a half times the amount of traffic yeah. or 80% uh, 180% of traffic, depending on how your entire funnel works. And there are builders, the builders who are struggling the most when we do the analysis using the market proof algorithm, it almost always comes down to conversion rates below uh, six, 7%, which again, 10% is healthy. It's a good sales, sales appointment to sale ratio normalized over time. Uh, but I, one builder the other day who is currently sitting at a, a net number of two, they've sold homes, but cancellations ha have them only at a net of two on a sales goal of uh, 40, I believe. You look it's at it different. at their appointment to sale ratio though right now is 4.6%. Oh, and so that's the opportunity. I think that's the. And, that, and again, that's, that informs whether it's worth putting more uh, oil in the tank or not. If, you know, 10% or higher, you should all day long spend more money to bring more people in. If it's, if it's at 5%, you've got to figure out, you know, uh, trench warfare, hand-to-hand -hand combat with, with the customer. I know that I know you're not supposed to use combative uh, analogies with, with 
prospects or customers. It's, it's not nice, but you're trying to figure out what's going to work. What is the, what is the right package of messaging and offering and sales tactics that's going to work <clears throat> when it's that low, that's when it usually doesn't make sense to, to go hard on ad spend. Good stuff. Yeah. Jackie, okay. what do you got? Uh, so story time, not too, too crazy, but I did, I feel like I saw this ad and the verbiage just really spoke to me. And I, I thought it really spoke to the, um, to the industry. So I, I love using mint.com to just check my finances and budget and just feel appropriate. And when I logged in the other day, one of the quotes for an ad was volatility is certain anxiety is optional. And it was around, <laughs> it was, well, I, I just think it hit the nail on the head of it, it just translates to one, our industry, but so many industries and as, as things change. And I think that I had a meeting with two new marketers, like temporary fill-in marketers and <laughs> the contrast. Is there a temp agency we need to know about? No, these no, are just, no. people are out of maternity too, leave or vacations to, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they're like, oh, we'll have a meeting. I'm out, but meet me with this person instead. And it, it was definitely two sides of the, the coin. One I felt like was a little panicky. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I do this? And it's just like, breathe. You're going to be okay. Like, have you done this before? No. Okay. You've been like, you're like, let's just learn. And the other one was taking notes, asking questions, asking how we analyze a problem community, trying to really understand. And, and also she was really supported by upper management more. And so I think that also comes down mm, to just making sure you're one educated two you're surrounded by a good support system and three, like, like us or another, like you have a good external support system to make you feel not crazy to reduce your anxiety as things change. Because I do think, you know, all of this prediction, we kind of been talking about <laughs> book is, you know, the next 90 days are going to be weird and, and we don't really know what's going to happen. And so, um, but what marketing can't, we know what marketing can impact and that's, you know, conversion data and traffic and understanding our numbers. And so just, just feeling more comfortable in understanding how to be proactive and reactive when information comes in, um, especially as the market gets a little weird. So anxiety is optional, you know, don't work 12 hours a day for the next 90 days, um, breathe, take your breaks. And, and that's my kind of, my, spiel. my takeaway from that is work group, great people. <laughs> that's also it's, that's, that. Well, you well, know, I mean, that's a leadership can drive just like the example there. Like the one yeah. person might be comfortable. I'm doing everything I can and take my notes. This is new for me, but I know leadership has my back. If I, I'm new to this. I will yeah. fail. I will do things wrong and it's okay. Maybe that's the mindset versus other ones. Like, Oh no, they put all this pressure on me. I don't have no idea what I'm doing. I'm terrified to fail. Yeah. Um, which with this stuff, like something is going to break something will not Yeah, it's, I mean, it's your own self and it's also the, that, yeah. you know, it's, and it's yourself. nature right. versus nurture, I think in terms of how you succeed in, in that role. And just, um, I think just self-education over self-preservation is kind of where I'd, I'd say there is just, you know, you don't want to like I don't know, throw everything on yourself, but you also have to understand where you kind of lack in knowledge and, and how to reach those goals to, to feel more comfortable. So it's okay to let yourself be surprised by really great things happening versus anticipating great things happening. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, a builder uh, that we work with, the upper management, not necessarily the marketing leader, decided they were going to have a giant sale, you know, 200 grand off of a house. When you hear that kind of number, you're like, how can this not bring all the people in and all the people buy? And so you you have this expectation of I'm going to, I mean, when, when you think about it in, in context of, and again, this is a 
I mean, I need a new word. It's, it's based, well, it's based on a true story. Let's say that Maybe we need a new, a new uh, sound effect intro for this, but based on a true story, if you have 300 homes under construction that are unsold, there is nothing you're going to do. That's going to cause 150 of them to sell in four weeks. I mean, again, this is a builder who, if, if in an entire year, you used to sell five, 600 homes and because of starting a lot of unsold, of inventory, not letting it be sold, you've got this kind of lump in the snake to deal with. It's going to take time. Like it doesn't matter what you do because buying a home is not like buying anything else really in our life. And that's the same thing that keeps the market from, from crashing quickly is uh, I heard someone today say sellers are really stingy. Like I'm not just going to sell my home uh, uh, for, for any price, right? It's not just whoever brings the first offer. Certainly you're going to have considerations of how quickly you want to sell, but still generally speaking, sellers are stingy with what price they're going to sell their home for. And so how many people in your marketplace are ready to pull the trigger tomorrow even if the best offer is presented to them. It's, it's kind of another way of looking at what we talked about uh, in 2019 and before, people who just grand open their new community without any pre-marketing, no list building, no nothing. Even if 10 people show up and say, this is the perfect neighborhood for me, perfect pricing, perfect floor plans, the, the customer still feels like they shouldn't buy right then because they just got it all. There's a sense of like, I need to do some research in a normal mm -hmm. market. And so- everyone gets all frustrated. What are we going to do? This community is dying. And no, you just didn't tell anyone about it until right now. It's going to take two to four weeks for people to go through the natural process psychologically of, 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 of purchasing a home. Mm -hmm. um, so just don't, don't let yourself, I'm not saying like be glass half empty on every new idea, but just assume it's going to be an incremental improvement and then be happily surprised if it does more. Don't, because there's almost nothing that you're going to do that is going to create a a thirty percent change right now. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. about the process of learning, getting the feedback, and iterating. Um, I said something Beautiful. yesterday on a call that I don't think I've ever said ever oh, okay. uh, around the topic of pre-selling a community, and that's kind of funny to me because I you know I wrote a book about it, but. I told someone to take a community off of their website that was coming soon. seems like a sin or something. Yeah. I think I got to give the context of why historically I've always said it's good to put, as soon as that community is hundred percent yours, put on the website, you don't have to provide any details or information, but any excuse for a lead to become a lead, even if it's just, Hey, what is that dot? I want to know more when there is more to know. Why not get those leads? Because traditionally you could convert 30% of them to a different community. You're building the list. Like there's, there's really no downside. You don't have to advertise it, but put it on the website. Well, the context for this um, strange event happening was this particular builder still is saying for the foreseeable future, we are going to continue to not allow pre-sales to happen, which means that everything this builder is doing is essentially in a pre-sale scenario. Again, this scenario, they have, um, they have like a hundred homes that will finish completely in October, but right now in June, they only have two in July, they're only going to have 12. So they can see this thing building. But if someone calls and says, I'm interested in this home that I see in your website, that doesn't have a price that doesn't have a firm move in timeframe, 
really you have two options of how to work with that prospect. You either say, I can schedule you an appointment, but just keep in mind, the home's not going to be given pricing or released for sale until mid-September. Or sure, I'll put you on the list and I'll let you be notified. <laughs> and so that's, the, that's kind of the frame we're in. So this, they have this new community that is on the website currently coming soon. And it's within what looks to be about like a five to, to maybe 12 minute drive to another community. And that, that current active community has inventory that will be available on a somewhat regular basis, a couple every month. This new community, they're telling me, we're, not gonna, we're only going to sell finished inventory. So there's no point in having a traditional release process when they start building because they don't give prices until about 30 days before the home's ready to move into. So like, we'll have pricing probably in December and we can sell the homes in January. And in all those things put together, I was like, I, I really don't see a benefit of distracting someone when you have finished inventory, that is the single focus of your organization for the foreseeable future. The only reason to build a list is if you think that might change and the ownership is going to, you know, tap you on the shoulder and say, surprise, start selling it in August. But if you're hundred percent confident that it's going to stay spec only sales, and they're not going to be available till January. Don't put it on the website until October uh, because of the concern that this community was a little bit further out than the one that's closer in and prospects and salespeople are both going to assume it's going to be a little bit less expensive. And so if affordability is a main concern, which it likely is for most of your prospects right now, you don't sure. want people looking at finished inventory that you can sell and say, well, I want to wait and see what happens with this other community when it went, when that inventory becomes available. So all that kind of led us down the road of there's nothing to do with the leads when they come in, mm-hmm. because again, we're not showing them pricing. We're not showing floor plans. We're just saying coming soon. What, what is it doing for us? And I, I was at, we talked about it for a good 15 minutes and I kept telling, there's this voice in my head, like, this is wrong, Kevin. You've never said this before. Tell them. And we, we talked about the pros and cons, but I just thought it was interesting that that even came out of my mouth. Yeah, we, I I used to build in such small markets. And so how I would phrase it to my team too, if I held back a little longer is it's cannibalizing. We're we're just one's eating the other one and it's not good for anyone. And so I think, yeah, patience is key. And we used to, I think, have bigger windows of lead collection, but as like an analogy is like, you're counting your eggs, like your eggs are like rotting in your basket if you wait too long. And so sometimes the yeah. smaller window, while you might need like a, maybe a more, it, it might be a slightly more expensive to ramp that, um, those leads back up when you do turn it back on. But I think the expiration date for those leads, um, it, it's just, it, they're, they're expiring faster than what we saw. So you're, you're just helping. Yeah, and the, and the first part of what you said in terms of cannibalization, yeah. I would have, I would have pushed back on that pre-pandemic for sure of saying, at the end of the day, once you get that lead, where it goes is up to the lead. Is timing important mm-hmm. and, and or not? Is I mean, new communities are almost always more expensive. So let's not assume that price is going to be lower. So do you want to wait longer and pay more? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would have agreed nine out of 10 times that something would cannibalize. Because again, any, any reason to become a lead, give you the opportunity to, to talk more about it. But yeah, like everything else, it's time to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, I just had the thought of when you're talking about that was, it's like the mix of your story, my story. 
but I think there could be opportunity for people to market their homes better or think it just with a mind shift change as far as like, um, say we're shopping for a lens, like we're camera people and we're like, oh, this single lens is coming out 35 millimeter, 1.4, whatever spec that the nerdy people know. Mm -hmm. And you want to know everything about that single lens, but you work at this company, you're selling lenses, like it's just a single lens. I think we kind of get in that mindset. We're like, we have all these homes to sell. I can't focus on a single home, but the value, the profit, like what that pays for as far as company salaries, payroll, all that stuff, like how important a single home is mm -hmm. and the content that goes for that single yeah, home. You, and, and, and you go like, oh, that brings in X amount of money. How many people's salary will that pay for for a month, two months? Like just keep things uh, where it should be, I think could really be like, oh, it is important that every single home gets the attention it deserves versus like, oh yeah, they're good. Like we got 50 of them up there. Like we're set. We got like four pictures. We're fine. Yeah. That's um, not where, right now. where I thought you were going, but it's, it's a correct point in that, um, like e-commerce does it like, here's a toothbrush. We get all this stuff. We said it again, but it's just like the money side is what is like kicking my brain. Like, oh, this, this is yeah. 12 people where I thought you were going. Cause I've, I've been there looking at camera lenses, hearing that a new one's coming out. But if they, if they just said the, the, you know, the focal length, of the of the thing and they wouldn't tell you estimated price when it's coming out oh, yeah. or any that of the features up. why put it up if i well no th but they did uh, but they and did i'm looking at it saying okay i mean it's a new version but also i want to take a picture sooner than six months from now yeah. with a lens like that and there's three other ones available so that, that's my point is there's some there's some percentage of the population who'd want to hold out for just the latest and greatest thing Mm -hmm. But a whole bunch of people would say, you're not going to tell me more about it. I'm not just going to sit and wait and do nothing because I need to move. I need a house. I need a, I need to make a change. And that's, yep. yeah. Anyway. Or, okay. Or if it's well, at spring, uh, spring 2023, they'd be like, oh, that's cool and all like, but that doesn't fit my schedule, but it yeah, says I'm, no date. And you're like, oh, I'll just wait. I'm going down to Guatemala in two weeks and I want to have a zoom, a zoom lens. I'm going to go yeah. buy what is available. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, Fun now a quick word from our supporting partner, Opendoor. Opendoor is a digital real estate platform that helps you serve more customers with certainty, speed, and ease. As a builder, you can eliminate contingencies by giving your customer an instant home buyer on their current home so they can unlock the funds they need to buy their new build home. Go to opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Opendoor. And, and this whole concept of not wanting to move twice. No one wants to move twice. No. We but especially even great. considering that right now, when I, I was watching CNBC a couple mornings ago and um, two of the anchors were just going off on one of their coworkers who was commenting on airline cancellations over the holiday weekend. And then they were just like, but why do they keep selling tickets? These greedy companies just keep selling tickets when they know they don't have enough pilots. They know they can't keep the planes in the air. They know they can't do this, but they just keep selling tickets. Like, what are these morons doing? And, and the analogy there to home builders was obviously um, uh, pr pretty close. And, and the guy was like, look, I remember I work for CNBC too. I'm not, I don't work for the airlines. Don't get personally, uh, you know, don't personally attack me, but also they're looking at it and saying they can't miss out on that revenue and they're trying to align it as best of what they think. But then when they're wrong, you know, it just cascades. And so, so I, going back to, to open door, just the concern of right now, who wants to move twice 
when you might not be able to find a house to rent, you might not be able to find an apartment that is available at a price point and location you want. Like, I think that's a big one mm -hmm. now. It is enormous. And that's really, uh, I think there's for the most part, only two major groups of buyers in today's market right now. And it's causing builders fits. One is I only want to buy something that's totally finished. I, I really don't care about the uh, buy down or rate lock or whatever, because I just want to buy it and move into it. And I want to, I want to see that it's totally done because I don't trust you that it's going to be done completely unless it's totally done. And builders don't have any of those homes still. Uh, and then the other one is saying, okay, I will go through the pre-sale process and I'll wait because I want what I want, but you got to work with, with me on some certainty here on rate, on cost, uh, on somewhat. And, and in that scenario to have, again, something like open door to say, yeah, I mean, you don't have to move twice for sure, because you can get that offer. You got nine months and, you know, obviously you still have to time it so that the nine months gives you plenty of time, but I yeah. just, I think the rent thing is interesting because we, we moved twice. We sold our house. Our mortgage was here. We we're stepping up to a bigger home. So we accepted the new mortgage. We're happy with it. And so we were okay with paying rent that was slightly above what our mortgage would be. But I looked at that condo that we rented on the beach. It's now, it would have been like 40 to 50% more than what our mortgage is now. I'm like, Ooh, that's a little painful. Um, I'm sure people that are not wanting to do that whatsoever now versus two years ago, maybe that would have been more common. Like, Oh, we could just find something easy do a seven, eight month lease or something like that. And then be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not, I know, not I know feasible. rental places are like, no, unless you're going to sign at least a year, we're not talking to you. Yep. Or you're paying Cause there's just too much money. demand. Yep. Cool. All right. On to the news. First up market proof awards are live submissions close July 15th. So don't hesitate. We already have, um, I'm just looking number. at the screenshot you sent me, but we've got, it's $100 per you. entry. All the money goes to charity. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got mm, 30 plus uh, yeah. entries and the, already. And it the past hey, 24 hours. I'm like, what are people doing? It's like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it's just the past 24 hours. Oh, sweet. Um, well, some of the screenshot, but the, the top three, that's 14 yeah. and 24 that's hours, awesome. um, which I'm yeah. excited well, for. Here's what's happened. Uh, the Gold Nuggets, uh, PCBC just had their awards program last night. You've got the Nationals. So in any of those scenarios, you probably have something that's close to being submission ready or submission ready that you can just re-enter in a scenario where the the types of judges are a little different. The thought process uh, and criteria those judges are given is a little bit different. So even if you didn't win uh, in the nationals or um, at the Golden Nuggets, this is a great opportunity to to get different feedback from a different perspective and a different group of judges too. So marketproofawards.com, link in the show notes. And, and uh, it next, covers online sales. Just oh, yeah, and online sales mm -hmm. and, and marketing uh, categories. Absolutely. Don't forget also, we're going we're gonna to start hyping this again. Go watch all the content from the 2021 winners. So when you win an award, yes, you get the trophy. Yes, you get the love and applause of your peers, but you also become internet famous with interviews and videos and, and all sorts of, um, cause, cause we want to give people the, the true story of, of what happened and, and, and all the work that went into it in the process. So it's a good spot to get some ideas. If you're like, Hey, I want to do this type of project. Well, here you go. Here's someone who won an award. 
at least an award because there's some amount of data and results behind it. So it's results driven, not just Mm -hmm. we spent $2 million and made a website. Um, It's, it looks really cool to sell the 15 houses in our infill LA community that we made. That's probably sold. (laughs) Next up, Market Proof Academy, the first in person, first ever. We've had a secret uh, beta tests of this in, in years prior, but this is the first official in-person Market Proof Academy happening November 8th through the 10th in sunny Tampa, Florida. Yeah, it might be perfect weather. It might be freezing. <laughs> it should well, be it's not going to be freezing. We know that. Freezing for Florida freezing. How about that? Hashtag Florida freezing. You'll still be wearing shorts. Six I hours. I'll still, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's nice Let's because it. there, I mean, there's benefits to in-person and there's benefits to um, digital and there's screen sharing and conversations, but just, um, you know, we backed by popular demand, you know, we had the um, online sales Academy too. And people were like, you know, digital was great, but can you offer an in-person one um, once a year? And I know we, we offer both. And so, um, yeah, I, I know a certain person in, in Oklahoma who uh, has every time one of these has been announced, she's like, is it in person? No. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the in person. When is it coming? There we go. So there you go. All yeah, right. That's a cool, cool venue and everything. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. Uh, first up from theverge.com, Meta settles with U.S. government mm. over ad targeting enabled housing discrimination. It's building a brand new algorithm, and most likely a brand new process and approach for creating and running ads on all of the Meta platforms. Ooh. So it's, so it's going to be an early Christmas present, it sounds like, because uh, the the deadline is December to roll out this new uh, new way for ads to run. Did you see their penalty? Yeah. Nothing. That, was, that a, was a joke. It's like yeah. 150 grand or something. 115,000, which is crazy. Yeah, that is 0.001% of their yeah, that's, profit per month, probably. That's like one month snack budget for headquarters. Um, no, like that's, that's just for the the week. The, I don't know. The, the pencil sharpener suite. crew. It's a yeah. sharpener crew. What's interesting is this. Um, I've mentioned on podcasts before. There's a documentary on Netflix called Coded Bias, and it's essentially mm-hmm. how machine learning AI can be discriminatory, not intentionally, but just the way it is. This one, Coded Bias, goes after facial recognition, and this is essentially what happened. And that's kind of what they're trying to do because in 2019. Yeah, we we got our, you know, we couldn't target males, females, we couldn't target lower than 15 miles. There are certain um, areas you couldn't exclude, but this is not that. And I I hope no one is confused. Like this is the algorithm on the back end is still kind of what's doing doing it, it practices like. that are put that have been deemed discriminatory. But it's also just, you know, it's like, okay, well, this person in this age bracket is most likely trying to buy a house in these areas. And so that's how it was doing. So yeah, I think we we can just expect early significant changes. And this is just so bonkers to me because you're using AI. So we like to pretend that AI equals a brain, like a human it's coded with limitations and, and guardrails. And so to me, most likely this is just going to say, instead of over indexing on the thing, you know, totally works. We would like you to make sure that the ad runs X percentage of time to these people who definitely can't afford the home, but we want to make sure they get a chance to see it. And I agree. That's not going to necessarily ruin it. I mean, there's a lot of talk right now about how, and, and the stock price is, is not done well because of this, mm-hmm. 
it going into recession, traditionally, the first thing cut is advertising spend, right? You want to reduce your advertising spend. In particular, mass media spend. And that's what I think people are getting wrong is we talked about this before with, with national builders who were so slow to adopt digital. And then the pandemic came and they're like, huh, you know what? We don't have to have newspaper ads. We don't have to do radio. We don't have to have 20 billboards. We can just do digital well and it works. And I, I don't think, I think in a recession, Meta's advertising platforms only do better. That's just my, I, I don't think, yes, Coca-Cola might cut their ad spend on Meta, but Sally's Flower Shop on Main Street, they're still going to continue to do what they, they need yeah. to do as a small business. There's no contract. There's no like drama to get something running. You're like, oh, I have $100 this month. Yeah. I can do it. So I don't, I don't think by adding some inefficiency, it might make your cost per res desired result more expensive, but in comparison still, I think this is my other, my, I don't, not, that's not an official prediction, Jackie. Okay. Don't okay. put it, don't write it down. But I wouldn't be surprised if they start charging you some hybrid approach. And, you know, currently, no matter what option you choose, Meta charges you per impression. I have a hunch they're going to find a way to not charge you the same amount for the impressions that the AI doesn't believe are as likely, but likely to actually work, but are necessary to not get sued. There was a new meta ad option that just became available, but I didn't think it had enough data behind it. Meta rumored to be de developing basic ad in response to recent changes. And this was two weeks ago. They work for brand advertising. So yeah. it's, it's toward targeting brand awareness. No, That's why I was Sorry. like, no, we don't need to. <laughs> We don't need to bring this up. This isn't how we, how we talk about ads. Uh, oh, I mean, brand advertising and buy now, two things that are not helping anyone sell more homes in June of 2020. Just isn't happening. All right. Next up uh, from Petapixel. Instagram is testing age verification through facial scanning. What's so fascinating to me about this is just like oil companies originally very combative against the idea of uh, fossil fuels potentially being bad for the environment. Now, uh, they're like, no one at any large oil company e even tries to to discuss that topic. They're just like, okay, we, we're we going to do X, Y, and Z. And, and Meta is also kind of pivoted from saying, what do you mean social media might be bad for an eight-year-old? Uh, or we've got, we've got, you know, you have to be 14 to create an account. Now they're starting to get more serious about just saying, okay, yeah, like we need to be able to to have these safeguards on the platform in order to continue to to have it be a, a place where where people want to go and for advertisers to want to spend money. Um, and so they're going to mm -hmm. use facial recognition to try to verify that someone is their actual age. Because you have to be 13 years or older to sign up for for a, a Instagram and, account in the U.S. And how they how they talked about it, it's like we're not we're deleting your photo immediately. We'll see how that goes. Um, but they'll they do like a comparison. Then they break your face down into pixels that then they assign numbers to in terms of age. And then the map, you know, they're like no one's looking at this and collecting your information. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of larger companies in Europe, I think they're saying use this and, and it's a pretty trusted company, but I can also see at least they have three options where it's like, this is not the only option, but it did say too, like one, one of the reasons why they're agreeing, this is good. It's just like, they're like, we also don't want adults messaging children. We don't want, so yeah. they're just trying to create a that was That was really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. you know, the quote here is AI helps us prevent teens from accessing Facebook dating. 
adults from messaging teens and helps teens from receiving restricted ad content. So yeah. I think, I think all that sounds good. And sounds to good. me is not creepy at all. Yeah. And it sounded like, you know, when they were trying to push Instagram for kids, that has just completely faltered. And so this is also, well, this is another way to make sure that they have to use that. So I think, I think again, Mm -hmm. everything they do has multiple purposes and you can imagine now when it says you're for sure, not old enough to have this, but, but click here and install Instagram for Mm -hmm. kids right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really funny video on the, on the article as well, where teens put on, you know, wigs and, and oh, wrinkle and you know, like masks to try to fool the face detection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pr- pretty, pretty interesting stuff. I didn't see, I know. I didn't see if they fooled any of them though. So not spoiler alert, but that was, that was a pretty like funny addition to the article. Still a few years away from that. Although my oldest is like, when do I get a phone dad? He's 10 and a few no. months. I'm like, Never. Get a phone I, don't know. What do you mean? I was awkwardly old. Like your my kids are suffering. So I'll... I'm like, you have the phone I had when I was your age. That sounds that sounds such a parent thing to say. <laughs> Just hand them a stick and like a <laughs> wheel. A Motorola and razor. What's that Nokia that was like a brick that everyone had had snake on it? Yeah. You're Flip. doing T9. I, I I mean maybe that's flip phones for the future of kids too. It's like, well, we deemed that you are not old enough to have these kind of apps. And so <laughs> now we offer the lower end grade sponsored by Facebook. Yeah. Diet yeah. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And then the next article is actually about TikTok. We are not a social network like Facebook. We are an entertainment mm. platform. So they're just really drawing a line like in that. the sand of what, what it is we do and offer. And also I think they're trying to establish like we don't necessarily need to follow the same rules because we are not yeah. trying to accomplish. I think it's a mistake. Ooh, I think so I actually talked to someone, like don't fall out of your chair, but I talked to someone about running ads on TikTok, not for the reason you think there's something else that they're uh, working on, but, um, I actually suggested it, but I think it's a mistake for TikTok to, to make this claim because what I've watched, uh, some recent interviews with Zuck, that's what I call him because we're friends. Um, and he said that they're they're pivoting towards starting to show you more content from people you're not connected to but it believes you will enjoy similar to what TikTok does yeah, now showing... if you have so so what we learn by being connected with everyone in our world is that we're connected with a bunch of deranged people who think politically different than we do and who openly feel free to talk about it when you're not face to face with them and that Crazy. caused a lot of issues so now they're saying well we don't want to just show you content for the people you're connected to because you have to be, but you secretly hate, we're going to start making sure you see all the stuff you love. And if they pull that off, they're going to have both. Whereas I think TikTok still, most of the people, uh, including um, my teens don't have it, but teens that I've talked to, I mean, I I am that weird, creepy guy when they're like, if I'm at the airport and there's a bunch of teens sitting there using the phone. I'll, I'll just be like, Hey, can I ask you some questions about what's going on here? Like, <laughs> uh, go away, stranger danger. <laughs> stranger danger. But they, they, they don't have a lot of connections on TikTok. They follow a lot of influencers and people, mm-hmm. but their, their world in terms of the human beings they interact with, they're not really connected with in the same way, or they don't intentionally seek people out other than maybe a small group of people at school. And so if Facebook can, 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 create a scenario or Instagram can create a scenario where if you want to go seek out someone that you knows individual content, that's not meant to be uh, reeled or TikTok type content. Um, you can do that. So in some ways it becomes kind of a super app in the way that the Zillow talks about being able to do everything you want to with your home in a single place. If the entry point of Instagram or Facebook 
was more like TikTok, but you still had access to all those connections to the, to the millions of people in the world that you have interacted with. I think right now TikTok's doing it to avoid regulation and scrutiny yeah. around privacy, but long-term, I think it leaves them more vulnerable. It's just my thought. Yeah. Well, they also um, talk about, you know, as Facebook's yeah. trying to approach that algorithm. And I will say, as I've been logging in, instead of showing me my friends' stories, it's showing me reels. Yeah. And it actually is kind of making me a little upset because I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, I, and I, I know agree. we've talked about this before. I'm like, stop trying to merge all. I come to different platforms for different reasons. And this is, I don't come to Facebook for, yeah. um, for the video. I think that's, my, that's again, I just, that's why I go to Instagram. And I want to hear what you feel, but I just want to say this stat that I heard Mark say, which is that already when, when people go on Instagram, they're spending over 20% of their time in reels. And, it, but I I'll go to Instagram for my videos, but when I log into Facebook and it starts showing me reels or I scroll down and it start, I'm like, this is, that's why I go to Instagram is from like, you have dogs. I think Kevin, like I have half bake harvest recipe building. I'm like, yes, show me the bread, please. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's what I like to digest in mm -hmm. my, um, story. but you don't like to digest bread on Facebook. Um, no, I, I go to Facebook for a different reason. Or it's like, you know, I, for most, it's mostly groups. I feel like is where I find the most value in Facebook now. Cause mm -hmm. it's like like-minded people or, um, people in my neighborhood or here's what's going on in, in real time versus. But if that algorithm got better and it realized that you don't like, so that in theory, I would, right? I would, in I theory, would this algorithm is off. Yeah. always, no, th th if you have to turn it off, then the algorithm sucks. The mm -hmm. whole, the whole point is that if it sees you not interacting with those reels, on Facebook, then quickly it should learn to stop doing that. And instead to suggest a new and different bread group or show you a sneak yeah. pre preview post from a different bread group. That, and the whole point of this is if engagement doesn't improve, the algorithm should adjust. Yeah. And that's, in, that's in theory, but Andrew, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I think keeping them separate or like, yeah, I use, I'll go on TikTok, and that's why I'm like, yeah, it's, it's purely entertainment. I'm, I don't follow anybody. I just let the algorithm like just it's curated what it thinks I like. And then it occasionally sprinkles in new stuff. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show it again. Um, but it seems like the content on there is significantly different than what Facebook will have or mm -hmm. Facebook will be like, Oh, look at this TikTok that went on Facebook. And I'm like, that was on TikTok like two and a half months ago. It's almost like it's leftovers is what goes to Facebook. Mm -hmm. The creators prioritize TikTok. Mm -hmm. I think probably because the views are a lie, but it gets them going. I got 4 million views on TikTok. I got 4,000 on Instagram. So in terms of maybe it isn't 4 million, but it yeah. makes you feel good. And so that's why they're pushing more and more content there. Yeah. The so in terms of, I think on TikTok, it's like, yeah. What builders, different. what builders need to know regarding the differences is we still highly prioritize, not TikTok, not to say you can't make them, but just don't, don't prioritize TikTok over maybe the different app, especially as yeah. things make it tougher. I haven't seen a builder do TikTok well ever. Yeah, I've seen it's, trades do it's it the well people, because it's the they're agents. showing the behind the scenes. Like builders mm -hmm. won't do the things. I, in my opinion, someone proved me wrong. Builder proved me wrong. They're not willing to show what works on TikTok with trades and houses is showing the dirty stuff that you, I don't think people get the content for yeah. from the trades or like the snapping fingers, quick build of like my here's my dream yeah. home. And to me, something. that those stuff, like the gimmicky stuff, I think is gone on TikTok. At least what I'm getting shown, the gimmicky TikToks is gone. There's still dorky stuff where I'm like roll my eyes at it, but there's still. Like if I'm doing housing stuff, like, like what's his name? Risinger? Risinger? That's like saying this low calorie cheesecake is really healthy. It's really I don't, healthy. I don't know. Super healthy. Like, I think it's, I'm on there more than I was say four or five months ago. Yeah. Like, um, 
what's his name? Matt, is it Matt Reisinger? Reisinger? I can't pronounce uh-huh. it. I don't know. He's on Build TikTok show? now, mm-hmm. or I'm getting his stuff on TikTok, and the videos are like four and a half minutes long, and he's going through like, oh, here's what I really like with this build. So it's almost like it's a mini YouTube. It's just repurposed content from his yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting, I, I think I follow him on Instagram. Um, I don't know. Like it's it's different content to me, and yeah. it's longer, much longer video. So I, think- I, I, I don't disagree with the thought process around wanting different apps for different things, but I think similar to streaming services, there's going to there's going to continue to be a natural inclination over time for two, three apps to to continue to dominate the space. And so, yeah, I th- I, don't, I don't see how it doesn't keep merging. And again, Meta collectively, I think, reaches a billion a billion people use their platform. Mm-hmm. Like they can, they, so, so again, they're just, they're fast copying TikTok or they're trying to fast copy TikTok and they're going to mm-hmm. have data that combines what you just like, again, zero click yeah. data. You don't have to click on a TikTok video for it to know if you like it. Cause you're just watching it and it knows if you're engaging by watching, you like it. Yep. How many Previously, read, all that stuff. Yeah. Meta didn't look at that in the same, same way, or didn't seem to put in the algorithm the same way. It was still like, are you engaging with content from people you're connected to? The fact that they're going to have multiple pools of content to analyze and get the AI to to look at, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to leapfrog. What? I think the potential is there. I, I think will the yeah. I'm not consumer, saying that they will actually do it. Yeah. I'm saying potential. Yeah. The potential should be there, but we'll will see the if they can pull it off. Want to do it? I like having it separate, just like I have two different Instagram accounts. They're two different circles of life. And so it's almost like, all right, here's this one and here's this one. There is different content. But again, isn't the separation proof that you don't want to really engage with it? You just want to, to, to this article's point, you just want yeah. to, and you want to be entertained. I don't have a bio picture. I've never posted anything. I don't follow anybody. I don't like anything with TikTok. Like it's just, I'm, I'm turning on the TV on my phone yeah. and it's mm-hmm. exactly the, the highlight of the 30 minute show. We used to sit there and watch with commercials. Now it's like, here's actually the three minutes you want to watch of the entire 30 minute segment. Cool. Which is yeah. like, we talk about that's a dopamine. You're getting the best, like the best of the best. Yeah. You turn it on, but you're leaning back. You're not leaning into it. That's still yeah. one of my concerns. Mm-hmm. All right. What, I don't know what yeah. we covered there, know. but who knows? Something. They say they're not a social <laughs> network. They're an entertainment platform. And does that mean that they just want to be compared against Disney and Netflix? And, and, what's the benefit to them of doing that? I, I just, I think, I think like all things, you have a high point and a low point and I, not a prediction, just a thought, but I, I, <laughs> I said this because Jackie started creating a document with all my official predictions. I think TikTok is, is approaching its high watermark. I, I think what we're going to see over the next couple of years is a, is a waning interest in the platform. Because there will partly due to regulations that will cause the algorithm not to be able to just keep hitting that same dopamine drip on the same topic over and over again out of concern, uh, whatever politicians will do what they do. But yeah, something I, will happen. I think then. we're, I think we're at peak TikTok right now. Peak TikTok. It's going in the predictions. Mm-hmm. June, 2022. See, because they're doubling down on, we're just an entertainment platform. Yeah. And if that's what you're doubling down on and you're not going to bring any other elements in, now your competitor is Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and all the other other things that give you entertainment. All right, from Zillow, housing affordability hits 15-year low as prices and mortgages rise. Um, oh and that's offensive to me because interest rates are actually at historical 
are below historical averages. So tell me more about this lie that housing affordability is a problem. It sounds like you're being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So mortgage payments are higher than rent in 45 of the 50 largest U.S. metros, up from only 22 in 2019. Okay. Price appreciation is finally starting to slow. That's a that's a nice way of trying to say they're still rising. <laughs> so prices are still going up, easing slightly from 20.9% annual growth in April to 20.7. I mean, come on, they're still that's going exactly. up 20%. Yeah. That is not, that's such a, I'm, I'm not mad at you, Zillow, for, for saying that. It's just the narrative that don't worry, housing is not gonna, housing prices are starting to turn. Hmm. Inventory mm-hmm. continues to recover from February lows, but it's still 50% below 2019 levels. Um, my uh, new acquaintance, uh, I'll be going on his show soon, Mike Sammonson, yeah, from Altos Research. And right now there's, we need another 600,000 homes to get on the market nationally to get back to normal. And he's like, where are those 600,000 homes going to come from? And how quickly is it likely to appear? So yeah, they're recovering, but we're still way off from where we need to be. So, and, and, and that just leads to the headline of affordability being a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think this, this is the, that chart has a lot in it at the very bottom of this, article, uh-huh. but the one, the, this one I'm, I'm paying attention to monthly mortgage payment on a typical home year over year change. And it, you know, range of the top ones here, the United States changed 47% as the averages of a year over year change, 47% higher Then you look at my little market, which I think is the highest one, which I'm so excited for. Sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the highest. Oh, Raleigh is the highest at 69.9% year over year increase. Tampa is the next one down at 65% in just one year. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's because rents are chasing more the average mortgage payment. Yeah. Just like when uh, mortgage rates went down, the most aggressive builders just did the math and said, what what price can I sell this home and keep the payment the same? Just make the price that right now. And so they're always, everyone again, needs a, somewhere to live. And there's always this tension between, is it better to rent or to purchase? And so I, and even in a recession, historically rent prices continue to increase. So homes, affor- affordability is a challenge. And that, yep. you know, a lot of builders rolled out rate locks and the rate lock again addresses the concern of certainty. What is my rate going to be? It doesn't necessarily address affordability. And then you started hearing builders say, well, we rolled out the rate lock, that didn't work. Now we're going to buy down the rate to try to address affordability. But if you're buying down the rate and not giving the rate lock, then uh, it, <laughs> and that's why ultimately we're, we're going to keep hitting our heads against the, against the wall of um, starting price point through many factors. I'm not saying the pricing has to be reduced, but but the starting price point has to be lowered. And some of that is just by putting base price housing back on the site and allowing people to have the option of starting the build process from the beginning. Because so much of the inventory that's out there has a whole bunch of upgrades in it mm-hmm. that make them unaffordable at today's rates. Yeah, at a, yeah. At a meeting this week, a, a larger builder was like, yeah, we're going back to actually custom and we're kind of simplifying our floor plans so that people can just, they can choose what they want. Like, do you want a finished basement? You don't have to have one. You don't, you know, like we're really it's choose what they can afford because mm-hmm. everyone wants more and, and bigger and nicer. 
but if you can't afford mm -hmm. the lowest, uh, least expensive inventory home, then giving them the option to build again can help with affordability. It doesn't help with certainty and timing because supply chain for most builders is still getting worse, not better, but there we are. Um, okay, so let's have a little fun game for this week's question of the week. How many totally finished single family homes does your company currently have right now? Uh, and, and let's just, if, if you're uh, working with a large builder, just say for the, the most in A division, completely finished, single family, not multifamily, not old people homes, just traditional single family homes. How many not are totally finished and unsold? And um, will everyone who responds will put you in a drawing for a $100 gift card. Uh, you don't have to identify anything else beyond that. Just how many totally finished single family homes. I don't mean construction says they're done. I don't mean ready to there's check four out. missing cabinets in the kitchen, but we could get a certificate of occupancy. I mean, this home is done. We've got pictures. It's on the website. In fact, uh, maybe the winner will have two winners. We'll have one a random drawing. And the other one is the winner uh, who actually just has the highest number. Um, I'll get on a call and take a look and give you some free thoughts to see if we can help with that high so, number. Do you have a prediction on what the highest number would be? That's interesting. I mean, again, in a single division, even for large builders, I don't, yeah, it's, I don't think anyone's going to have more than 10. I, I don't, I don't personally know of, of more than two of our builders that have more than five. So I don't know. Interesting to see. And also be interested to see if anyone will actually put a number because, uh, you know, it's a little scary. You know, always, I, I always ask you guys to push past your fear and just yeah. Well, it's it on your there. website. Let's just do that. <laughs> That's like, true. The true. information is publicly available. That's where yeah, like you're not I, I you're not disclosing anything. Like, it has to be totally finished, which means it should be on your website, Andrew. But it should better be on your website or like your your if you your home address. Like if people want to really find out where I live, mm -hmm. you could stalk me. You're not That's even, right. In my it's out there. Like it's go find it. Right. What will be about that our house for? Like it's all public. So if it's out there. There we go. No hiding it. Well, thanks for listening. Be sure to send in your industry-related questions to show at doyouconvert.com and we'll touch on them in our next episode. Have a good week. See ya. See ya. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash doyouconvert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof. <laughs>